and gentlemen good morning dear friends welcome to another edition of jesus is the answer with kathy Jingum. i am an ambassador of christ jesus and i am your host i bring you good tidings god bless you it's a beautiful and a lovely day that the lord has made let's rejoice and be glad in it it's a new week we thank god for life we thank master jesus that we are here 
Father, we thank you. Before we dive into today's message, let's welcome Abba Father. Let's welcome the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the mighty man in battle. Holy Spirit, we worship you. We welcome you, Father Lord. Take over me, take over this service. Lord, bring everyone who is meant to be here. Bring them, O Lord Jesus. Speak through me. Bless your children, Father. You should be heard and not me, Lord. When you are done, take all the glory. I soak myself, I soak everyone out there listening to me with the precious blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen and amen. Father, speak through me, Yahweh. Speak through me. Yes, how are you all doing? I'm sure people were expecting me to preach yesterday, Sunday. Right, I was supposed to be there. This message I'm preaching today was meant to be preached yesterday. I prepared it kind of then uh, my apostle was on. I was like, it's been a while. I really had not followed her for a long time. Not not like following her. I come in, I go. Like I don't really put in time these days. She, you know she comes on when we are at school. She doesn't have a time. She comes on as she's late. So at times she's there in the morning while I'm at work. When I come back, I will listen probably for some minutes. I'm not done with the videos. Our videos are usually long, seven, eight hours. Maybe I'll listen for an hour or two. Then before you know, it's night. You have to cook. You have to do this. Then come back and try to catch up, you know. So I was like, oh, she's on now. Let me just do our preach later. And then before you know it, I finished. I was doing my daughter's hair, listening to her. And then it was late. I was like, okay, let's sleep. We'll do it today. Today I'm not going anywhere. I'll preach. So that's why you didn't get to listen to me yesterday sorry if you went searching but i'm here now right obedience obey god's instruction that's a message i have for you today i'm here to tell you today to learn how what's this why is this place a bit wet i'm here to tell you today to obey god obey god if God has given you an instruction or he has told you to do something, do it. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandment. Isn't it? Yeah. If you love me, you will keep my commandment. That is it. Simple. If you love your wife, you love your husband or your kids, your kids are like, Mama, I don't like pepper, chili. In my food, right? It's hot for me. And you see the pain when each other child eats spicy food. You see the pain, the expression in their face, your heart. You feel like, oh my God, what have I done? Your heart is melted, not in a positive way, but you feel hurt inside of you. Like, oh my God, why did I do this to my own child? I hurt my own child. I put pepper in food. Oh, the food is too spicy. I didn't know. Sorry. That child is eating and yeah. Their tongue is out, they are blowing their tongue, <sighs> drinking water, and my mama can't eat again, it's too hot. You feel bad. And they are just telling you that it's too hot. Mm -hmm. It has other mm -hmm. consequences, probably they can't really express themselves at that time. Maybe at that time, that's all they can tell you, mama is hot. But then it gives them running stomach. Then their stomach begins to pain. Have you eaten spicy food that you get pain right into your ears? Your ears are, man... I eat pepper. I can't eat food that is not spicy. Like I can I cook without uh, um, chili or pepper. 
I prepare it separately, but each time I want to eat, I add it in my food because of the kids, right? So I'll put my normal ginger, garlic, right, curry powder, paprika, black pepper, and white pepper. To me, those are no pepper. White and black pepper is nothing. But the real chili, I'll prepare it and keep it. Then, when I want to eat, I'll add it. At times, there's some food, I cook it, and I add it there directly. And it will be this spice that you eat, your ears are burning, they are hot. You feel this hot sensation inside your ear because the spice is too much. At times, you even get running stomach from it. And then you go, I'm telling you, this is out of experience. You even go to the toilet to do number two. It will be paining, it will be burning because of too much chili. Yes, you feel it at your anus. I'm sorry I'm, I'm using this word, but I just want to, to make you know how it is. So next time, you'll be careful. Like, mm -mm, what happened next time or last time? Or if it happens to somebody and the person tells you, no, you know, last time you prepared food, the chili was too much, please reduce it. And when you don't, this person will be angry. When you cook again and you do that same mistake or you do intentional, this person will be like, they don't get it. They really don't like me because I know the pains I went through. I will not eat. I will rather starve. I know how my ears were burning, how my stomach, I had running stomach, how down there was paining me after doing number two. You feel burning sensation. And they're like, no, I, can't. I will not do this again. This is the instruction I gave. I said, please, let's chill in my food. But they don't listen. Now this person is starving. This person probably... If your husband or your wife came back from work, the time they're supposed to rest, they have to start looking for something else to cook. Now, it's time-consuming. Probably when she came back, she had planned already, okay, I have to help the kids with their homework, or he has planned, I have to help the kids with their homework. And what is happening now? That's the time now they have to go and look for something to eat, to go and cook, or probably drive or go to a fast food joint. Number two, time, first, time-consuming. Secondly, finance is involved here. Right, and that person is already upset. The mood has changed. The atmosphere in the house now is different. It will take a couple of minutes or hours, even if care is not taken, before everything will stabilize in the house. So it's good to keep instructions, obey, and have respect. If if somebody says this is what I want and this is what I don't want, have respect for them. Learn to obey and respect people's instructions and. You know, keep boundaries. Same with God. When he said, don't do this, don't do it. He might not explain to you why, but he sees far. He knows the consequences, what that might cost you. Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandment. When he said, obey my commandment, don't see, don't tell lies. Because he knows the devil is the father of all lies. And the devil has nothing good to offer to you. When the devil is deceiving you, Oh, go and fornicate. He wants a way to kill you because he doesn't want to go down alone. And Jesus is saying, stay away from sin. I came to give you life and give you more abundantly. I'm like, eh? But this thing is telling me to go and do it. Why not just go and do pleasure? You want to, to satisfy your humanly pleasure, forgetting about the spiritual benefit and God that is involved in this thing. He says our body is his temple. If our body is his temple, therefore we have to keep it clean. That no sin will dwell here in our body. 
Do you think God showed me Angel Elizabeth for nothing? And he said as Angel of Modesty. That we should cover up. Cover up your body. Dress neatly doesn't mean, of course, you're not born again. You'll just be dressing. You wear one oversized clothes that has no shape. No. But then cover up. You will dress nicely, but cover up. You see some girls who dress intentionally, they'll open their buttons or zip right down here, showing cleavage. Oh, is it stomach-free? Stomach or is it that the, the skirt will be too tight and short way above their knees? Or what else? So now when you show that, what do you do? You are enticing men, you are seducing them, and you'll be walking and talking. All the attention, you're talking with somebody... Instead of focusing on your face, having eye contact with you, their eyes are on your chest. Before you know, other things start running in their mind. That's why we pray that, Father, forgive us the ones we committed, knowingly and unknowingly, in our thoughts, in our words, in our actions. Yeah, because they will sin in their thoughts without even knowing. They start to imagine you. They naked you already. You're showing them cleavage. Your skirt is short or your dress is tight. Your, your buttocks is also tight and everything is showing all your curves. They naked you are standing there. They have already on. They have removed your clothes. You might think it's fashion, or to you, somebody might be dressing like that with no intention. But what about the other person? And Jesus Lisbeth was dressed so modest. I can still picture that dress, that clothes. She had a skirt, a pleated skirt, green, green pleated skirt, almost <clears throat> to an ankle. And her heels were not so high. <coughs> Probably the heels of her shoe were like, what they call the small finger. Or like my thumb. Probably that's how the heels were. Black modern. And she had a white shirt, well-covered buttons, talking and a beard. So responsible that you see, you'll be like, Wow, you it commands respect automatically. But if you are dressed that way, like a prostitute, that's how they will address you. You dress the way you need to be addressed. Did somebody hear that? You dress the way you need to be addressed. If you dress anyhow, they'll address you anyhow. You dress responsibly, they'll, dress, they'll respect you, they'll address you respect, respectfully. So Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commands. His commands is also stay away from sin. Obey God's instruction is very important. Disobedience is very dangerous. It will lead to your own downfall. Look at the Israelites. If you read the book of Exodus, yesterday I listened to Exodus. I was in my kitchen doing my things and going about the house choice. I listened right up to chapter 36. Just four more chapters I would have been done with the book of Exodus yesterday. You see how the Israelites keep disobeying, keep complaining. A journey that would have taken them 11 days took them 40 years. If you read Deuteronomy 1, 1 to 3, it's there. It's an 11 days journey. But it took them so many years, 40 years. Why? Because of argument, because they misbehave. 
At one time, Moses was not there. He went to meet God. He went up the mountain. Before he came, they asked Aaron to make them their own God. They were worshiping. How do you think God will feel? Like these people, they don't hear me. Go out and pick manna. Just the one that will be enough for that day. They went and picked some, even kept some for the next day. They got bad, my God. Despite everything God showed them, the people were just stop on doing their own things. They were going round and round, finding themselves. And God was like, they don't listen. Moses really had patience with these people. So let's learn to obey God. Let's learn to obey God and keep to instructions. If you listen to the messages I preached two days, when was it? Today is Monday. I preached on Friday. Was it? No, Saturday. So I think Thursday and Saturday. I preached on Thursday, either Wednesday or Thursday. I talk of on what? Oh, we should not let our dreams, prophecy, and uh, um, visions to die because of lack of faith. I spoke of about time the other day. And today I'm telling you about obedience. If you put all these three together, you will know that this is the very reason Jesus came. He came to strengthen our faith. He came to tell us that we should know that there is time. Apart of the fact that he came to reconcile us with the Father, don't get me wrong. That was the sole reason he came to die so that we might be saved. Now, all of these things come in place as a Christian. You have to be different. You have to know time. You have to understand God's time. You have to know that you are in different seasons. And you ask and you listen and you wait. You have to obey. You have to have faith. Faith without obeying God is nonsense. Obeying God without faith is nonsense. You obey him, but I don't believe. God says you wear hair and waiting, but you don't believe. Nothing will come out of it. Oh, the prophet said this. And but when is it going to happen? I beg, I don't believe. No time. Or the prophet said, You know what? God is telling me to tell you to fast for three days. I beg. Why should I fast? What has food got to do with this? I'll eat. You miss it. Because even Jesus himself, he fasted. Jesus himself, he prayed. Jesus obeyed God. Jesus kept to time. He kept saying, my time has not yet come. Jesus is saying that if you love me, you will keep my commandment. John 14, 12 to 15. Obey God. Jesus healed a man of leprosy. He told him to take the offerings required according to the law to go to the priest to go and show himself there. Now go and show yourself. Let me take you. I want to read some scriptures. I have a bunch of them here. So you see how it's important to keep to, to obey God. The first one I will read is from the Act of the Apostles. The apostles, they walk close with Jesus. So they know what it means to obey God. Before I go, I read the ones 
the one of the apostles. Let me read Jesus' own first. As I said, I have a bunch of scriptures here. Let me read um, Mark 1. If you have your Bible, turn to Mark 1. Let's read. Mark 1, 31. Read from 31 to 39. Excuse me so I can So, let me read Mark 1. Mm, let's start from 31. So he went to her bedside, took her by her hand, and healed and helped her sit up. Then the fever left her, and she prepared a meal for them. That evening, after sunset, many sick and demon possessed people were brought to Jesus. The whole town gathered at the door to watch. So Jesus healed many people. Who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons. But because the demons, knew, the demons knew who he was, he did not allow them to speak. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. When they found him, they said, Everyone is looking for you. But Jesus replied, We must go on to other towns as well, and I will preach to them too. That is why I came. So he traveled throughout the region of Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and casting out demons. Amen, amen. I want you to take note of something. Jesus has healed people the previous day. The evening, yeah, then fever left her and she prepared a meal for them. Now, that evening after sunset, many sick people, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. The whole town gathered at the door to watch. So Jesus healed many people who were sick with various diseases, and he came out, and he cast out many demons. But before the demons knew he, who he was, because, sorry, because the demon knew who he was, he did not allow them to speak. Now, Jesus was in this town, healing, delivering people, casting out devils. They said the whole town gathered. Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. Before it was morning, they said the whole time, but you know not everybody will come, but that's to tell you the multitude of people that were there. <sighs> Excuse me. Before daybreak, Jesus woke up probably around 4 a.m. while they are still sleeping. Oh, what is this? Before daybreak, Jesus woke up and went to an isolated place to pray. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. When they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. 
But Jesus replied, We must go to we must go on to other towns as well. Now, Simon, they were looking. Jesus probably left by four, by three, because they say before daybreak. Before you know it, maybe by as early as 5 a.m., 5.30, six people were crowded there already looking for him. They brought some more sick people. Maybe those who were not there yesterday, they saw their friends, family, were like, oh, Jesus is in town. We went here. He's in this house. We went there. He prayed. There were so many people. So you go. Go as early as possible. So Jesus will attend to you. Jesus always spending time with God. When to spend time with God. And we don't know what God told him. But it's possible that God must have told him that God, because he said here, but Jesus replied, we must go on to other towns as well and I will preach to them too. That is why I came. He didn't come only for those people. Those who were there, okay, thank God. Those are the ones God wanted them to be there yesterday. They came, got their healing, got their deliverance. Jesus will not get stuck in that town alone. And now God could have told him that go to another town. Your mission here is completed. Those ones, they'll be fine. They will get here. If they don't get here, it's okay. Maybe some other time you'll come back, but now you have to go to so-and-so village. You have to go to so-and-so place. This so-and-so town, you have to move on. Don't get stuck in one place. Your instruction was to be there for a day or two. You were there for a day, a day or two, and your mission here is over. Move to the next time. Jesus held to the instruction. Jesus did not allow himself to be carried by population. Some of us will be like, wow, this is the right time for me to become a star that everybody will know and the news will spread around here. Maybe God has seen that some of those people in being, it could be that it's a setup. Some can be pretending that, oh, they are sick. They are coming there to tease his power. Or maybe somebody somewhere has cried to God. The next time he has to go, maybe he's going there for just one person. And this person has been praying, crying, and begging God. Crying and begging God. And God is like, you know what? I've heard your cry. My son is coming. He'll just knee, lay his hands on you and everything will be fine. Jesus kept to the instruction. He was not carried by the population. If some of us today will be like, oh, the population is out. Probably it has doubled more than the one of yesterday. Maybe even the neighboring villages, they have had, they have sent relatives around that come. And now the population now is much. You'll be carried, oh yeah, this is the time for me to show. But God is not there with you. He has told you to go. Because when he said go, he has already gone ahead of you. So he has told Jesus, go. Yeah, remember Jesus went to pray? And you pray and then God will give you instruction. He'll tell you what to do next. So Jesus went to pray. And it's possible that God has told him that Jesus, it's time for you to move on. I want you to go to, to that next town and pray. I have one of my child there who has been crying. Go and heal. Go and deliver that my child. Yes. So it's good to obey God and keep to instruction because we don't know what he see. He will not tell us everything. That was Mark 1. I started reading from verse 31 to... I ended at 30. Where was I? I stopped at 38. So 39. So he traveled throughout the region of Galilee preaching in the synagogues and casting out demons. He traveled through, and he was not just in one place. As they told him, he said, they're waiting. He said, no, come, let's go. 
Those people will surely wait, wait, they'll be like, ah, Jesus is not coming today. He's not coming back. Jesus has to go to other places and preach to them. Because that is the very reason he came. Amen. Amen. Let me show you another Bible verse. Jesus healed a man of leprosy. Luke 5, verses 12. Let's keep reading. Right up to 15. In one of the villages, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. When the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground, begging to be healed. So, in one of the villages, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. When the man saw Jesus, he bowed with his face to the ground, begging to be healed. Lord, he said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said. Be healed. And instantly, the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus instructed not to tell anyone what had happened. He said, Go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been healed. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, go and do this. Because you are going now. This is going to be a testimony. Those who do not want to do anything with you who are running will come right close to you. Amen. Amen. So, Jesus gave instruction, go. If that man does not go, probably that leprosy will come back. Who knows? I'm just saying. Only he knows why he said, go. Go and show yourself to the priest. Let's look at Acts of the Apostles. Acts of the Apostles, we'll read verses 5. Um... Chapter 5, verses 17 to 29. The high priest and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They, they, re, they, uh, sorry, they arrest, man, I need reading glasses, hey. So, the high priest and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail, and brought them out. Then he told them, go to the temple and give the people this message of life. So, so that they break the apostles, enter the temple as they were told, and immediately began teaching. Listen. God is amazing. An angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gate of the jail, and brought them out. Then he told them, go to the temple and give the people 
this message of life. Go and preach and tell them that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus. Go and give them this message of life. So at daybreak, the apostles entered the temple as they, as they were told and immediately began teaching. When the high priest and his officials arrived, they, conv they conveyed the high court, the full assembly of the elder of Israel. Then they sent for the apostles to be brought to be brought from the jail to try. But when the temple guard went to the jail, the men were gone, so they returned to the council and approached and reports the jail was securely locked up and empty. Hmm. <laughs> Angel of Lucky Man rescued them, right? The jail was securely locked with the guards standing outside. But when he opened the gates, no one was there. When the captain of the temple guard and the leading priest heard this. They were perplexed, wondering where it would all end. Then someone arrived with stirring news. The men you put in jail are standing in the temple teaching the people. I'm reading down further. So we're not only in 19. Let's continue. The captain went with his temple guards and arrested the apostle, but without violence for they were afraid of apostles when they storm when they storm they storm sorry for they were afraid the people would stone them then they brought the apostles before the high court where the high priest confronted them we gave you strict instructions never again to teach in the name in that man's name he said Instead you, instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him. And you want to make us responsible for his death. But Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than any human authority. Amen, amen. But we must obey God rather than any human authority. An angel came and told them, go, I'm releasing you people now. The gate was secured, but they passed through. The angel took them and they passed through. And they left. And he gave them instruction from God. Go and preach the message of life to these people. Ah. Thank God. God is faithful. Keep to instructions. <laughs> Let me put. <clears throat> Keep to instructions. Disobeying God is dangerous. It can lead to your downfall. Don't say God is merciful. He will understand. Yes, he's merciful. He will understand. He might even blend it in his plans. But then. Excuse me, my throat is itching. 
It's better to stay away. Keep to instructions and do what he asks you to do than to take the longer route. At times, it's not that easy as you think. So let's read further. I want to show you another scripture in the Bible. Mm. Let me go to Mark 8. Have I read Mark 8? Among the leprosy. No, that was Mark 1. So let's go to Mark 8. I got a bunch of scriptures here to tell you and to show you that it's good to obey God. So, I love that man of Galilee, of Galilee. Mark, I'm here in the book of, this is the book of Mark now. For he has done so very much for me. He has forgiven me of my sins. Send the Holy Ghost to me. I love Jesus of Galilee. Mm. Mark 8 verses 22 to 26. I even wrote in my book instructions. Wow. Keep to instruction and obey God. When they arrived, Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took <clears throat> the blind man by the hand and led him outside and led him out of the village. Then spitting on the man's eye, he laid his hand on him and asked, Can you see me? The man took the man where am I? Come on. The man looked around. Yes, he said, I see people, but I can see them very clearly. They look, I can see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his hand on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were open. His sight, his sight was completely restored, and he could see everything clearly. Jesus entered, Jesus sent him away, saying, Don't go back into the village on your way home. Amen, amen. I don't know why it's so difficult for me. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, I'm feeling a bit sleepy. Let me take this scripture all over again. <clears throat> Luke 8. Verses 22 to 26. When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus and they begged him to, to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the man by the hand and led him out of the village. They brought this man and said, Jesus, lay your hand on him. Jesus instead took the man from those people, went away from them, they walked out of the village. Now, let's read further. Then, spitting on the man's eye, he laid his hands on him. These people just can lay a hand because I've been seeing him laying hand probably. But this is not the instruction this time. 
Jesus took the man away from them, went out of the village, spat on the man's eye and laid his hand on him and asked, Can you see anything now? The man looked around. Yes, he said, I see people, but I can't, but I can't see them very clearly. Did you hear? I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again. That was a thing. It is now time for him to place his hands. Oh, Lord. Oh, that phone fell. It's time for him to place hands. He had to do those things first. Probably God is telling him, Jesus, this is what you have to do first. Take him away from those people. Go out, spit on his eyes, lay your hands. After doing that, the man looked around. Yes, he said, I see people, but I can see them very clearly. I can't see them very clearly, sorry. They look like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his hand on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were open. His sight was completely restored. And he could see everything clearly. Jesus sent him away saying, do not go back in the village on your way home. Instruction. Do not go back in the village on your way home. Maybe the village entrance, the village has a main entrance. There could be several roads. But this main entrance, don't go back there as you are going your way home. Don't go through the village. Don't use the main entrance. You shortcuts, go behind, go round, and go to your house. Because maybe the demon that inflicted his sight is there at the, at the gates. It's not like he will not use the main, the main entrance forever, or he will not go through the village, through that entrance, or wherever. But that is the instruction. Go home first. Probably you stay home for some hours or a day. And they will forget that this man was blind. Maybe by then... Their power must have disappeared. Maybe by, after Jesus has dealt with his blindness, Jesus is coming to deal with that spirit now. So Jesus said, you know what? You are healed. You, are, you have restored your, your sight. So you go home. Use the other road route. Go home. Why Jesus goes back and keep doing his work and probably put that demon asleep forever. That demon of blindness asleep forever. Handicap, handicap it and put it Asleep forever. Ha! Ah. Instructions. Obey God's instructions. I wish it was a video, but I've showed you people. I put a line here and I wrote the instruction. Don't enter the village again, no. Go to your home. Use the other way. Amen, amen. What have you learned so far? That to keep to instructions is very important. Even the apostles, they didn't say, oh, Jesus has given us power. Oh, we are afraid of oh, these people, they locked us. No, they were beaten, locked so many times. Yet they will still come out and preach. They know the voice they are hearing. They have seen Jesus do miraculous things. So why would they be afraid? At one point, the enemy said, they were happy that they were being beaten because they know they are not worthy of this attention that is given to them and this punishment. It's only Jesus. But because we are acting now, we are doing things that Jesus did and he gave us power, they are beating us. 
If they don't work, what should they be doing? Let me ask you people. Since they're saying the apostles should not preach in the name of Jesus, in whose name should they preach then? That's the one they know. That's the one that raised them. He delivered them. Break so many curses. Yes. I will go there some other day. We'll go there some other day. See how their life changed. Those who were fishermen who could not even catch a single fish. What happened? Jesus came. Used their boat and told them, cast your net here. Throw your net there. And they caught so many. Come on. Come on. So obey God. Keep to instructions. So that you will not offend God and bring calamity upon yourself. Look at the man with the leprosy. Look at the Israelites. Stubbornness. Disobedient. A journey that would have taken a level. Can you can you can you imagine this? Eleven days to forty whole good years. Took forty whole good years. Took forty whole good years. God is faithful. People of God, I will leave you here on this note. Make sure when God tells you to do something, do it. You don't need to know why he's saying don't do it that way. The same God who will say don't do this can come tomorrow and say do this. Let me tell you, when God anointed me, and he said he has put a sword in my right hand that I should go. Go and deliver the women in Africa. Go. You start with East Africa. I never for once saw myself going to Cameroon. But that's where God sent me. Will I say, no, Father, you said East Africa. So why am I going to Cameroon? That was not God. No. <laughs> no. Yes, I said you start with East Africa. But now I want you to go home first. Because there's something you need to take care of. There's something you need to do. East Africa is coming maybe next year. So I want you this year to go to, to Cameroon first. Go and lead them to Christ. Because if care is not taken, something wrong, something will happen. So go and lead them to Christ. Go and preach the gospel. Go and tell them that I love them. I know that they are there. This is everything they are going through. I'm seeing it. I'm aware. But my time is the best. Go and encourage them. And then come. Get ready. And then I'll send you to East Africa. Yes. It could be that. Despite the fact he said that you start with East Africa. He can still decide that you know what? That East Africa, you will not go now. Maybe in about how many years or months to come, you will do this first. Probably you make a revival. You organize a revival again. Maybe in your home city. You organize me a revival there first before you go to East Africa. So I will not say, no, when God ordained me, God was saying East Africa, so I have to go to East Africa first. Am I working for myself? Am I sending myself? Do I even have power? Do I, what do I even know? 
He knows it or he sees everything. I'm just a vessel he's using. So if he said, go here, go. Don't say, no, God had told me this. Why is he now changing? He's God. He knows it all. He told me, he said, you wanted to become a reverend sister. The enemy messed with you. Oh, yes, you thought you were beautiful. Yeah. And you start doing things of the flesh. Start fornicating. Doing this, telling lies, having enmities here and there. Unforgiveness. The devil knew they have destroyed you. But it blended in my plan because those arrows that kept shooting at you, all those things made you to have stagnation. And then you started seeking my face. And now you are safe. You are a woman of God. This is, oh, can't you see God in this? And I give him all the glory. Can't you see God in this? My story should encourage you. Don't say, oh, those were in the Bible, all oh, the Israelites and this. It happens today. That's happened to me, and I'm sharing with you right now. He said, Go. You start with East Africa. Go and deliver the women. But my first revival was where? Cameroon. Maybe somebody has said, Ah, nothing can even happen in Cameroon or in Kumbade, or who can do this? And maybe only the people who are there, the pastors and the men of God who are there can organize a revival. No person can come out, nobody can come out of the country and do a revival there. Or we are going to kidnap them, or we are going to do this. I don't know. Maybe somebody has argued like that, and he said, okay, I have my daughter. She'll go to that Cameroon, she'll stay there and come back. So learn to keep to instructions. And obey God, okay? You have a blessed day. Your week is blessed. Go out, pray, love, share love. May the will of God be done in your life. It is well with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye-bye.